0: So I bet I can stress you out with just a few words. All right, check this out. 2020, COVID, and lockdown. (laughs) Though even in the area that Ntibwa and I live, there is a push to get back to normal life. That's not necessarily the truth right for the rest of the world um there's still a lot of concern around covid around lockdowns that are happening and so last year december as we were exiting 2020 and timbo and i sat down and reviewed the lessons that we learned and we were right in the middle of it there was still a lot more to learn and process even after that but we think that this is a good time to release this conversation as now we've created a bit of space but the principles here are scalable if they were true for us back in december 2020 they're just as true for us now Uh, and we want to just share that conversation and those thoughts and those learnings with you as for us and and just as for you this is probably a really good time to review what that journey was like all right well let's jump into the conversation so moving into 2021 it'd be great to review the lessons that we learned this year um and uh yeah and and just kind of how it's going to contribute to the
1: next yeah let's do it okay okay uh-huh.
0: all right so um one of the uh, let's do it chronologically let's okay. let's look at you know from the beginning into the end of the year and just kind of look and review do you
1: have specific points in mind or uh, I mean, not really, because I think there's a, there's a level where the year feels like one blurry mashup.
0: Which is interesting, because right. look, we're in December. Okay, at the time of this recording, we're in December. The interesting thing about this is that most years, you hit December, it's like, wow, where did the year go? Yeah. This doesn't necessarily feel like that, though.
1: Yeah, you're right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely an element of, oh, where did the year go? But it feel, it's a different kind of where did the year go? Because I think part of the reason that makes the other years feel like where did the year go is because we're so consumed in busyness. Yes. So it's that right. kind of, wow, where did the year go? Whereas right now, say 2020, in some ways feel it felt like a slow motion mm. kind of movie. But right. it was moving along. Yeah. But it sort of was moving in slow motion, if right. you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: It feels as if, like, you know, you're right. The, the key thing is busyness, right? Yeah. Previous years, so busy, mm-hmm. and it, it all blurts together. This year, it felt like a like uh like you're building something the entire year Mm -hmm. uh and it's like wow look at us we've actually built an entire wall you know it feels like we've been building on top of uh, of responses you know to this to this year you know what was happening to it but
1: yeah but which obviously also lends itself to a kind of intensity you know Mm -hmm. it's not busy but it, 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 it has, this, there was elements of intensity mm-hmm. because it was, our tensions were not split up. They were sort of like zoned in, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, so it, it, it came with, it had intensity, right? Um, you know, and I, I mean, I, I suppose most people who were, who experienced, you know, and I, I think that's most of us who experienced being in a lockdown, you know, it it was like a shift in busyness to intensity because now you find yourself at home, mm-hmm. um, and you find that the things that we used to escape into, or were pulled into, are no longer there. Right. So you are having to like sort of like sit in this cone mm-hmm. and let experience everything that came mm-hmm. with it. You know, with just like sitting there,
0: right. Right, right. Which is, which is interesting. I, that's what I would say. It's a distinguished, I, you know, previous years, your year is moderated by events. Mm-hmm. You know, in events, there's this build-up. There's the event, and, and it, it happens, and then you know the breakdown, and and so so the year previously was kind of you know previous years I can kind of look at it and say, hey, we had a va- family vacation, yeah, during the month of June that mm-hmm. was big. I had to then we had a huge like uh, summer camp we had to take the kids to that was mm-hmm. big, and I can look at you know like specific yeah. events, whereas this time it wasn't so much us moving towards something it was a sitting down yeah. and receiving yes, and and interacting with things as they happen yeah. to us right mm-hmm. um and so there wasn't 2020 was the event yeah you know the entire year was just kind of
1: and then the things that were happening to us were not necessarily things that were coming were, were external there were things that were in a sense coming from within in us Mm. and then spilling over right you know so for example in as far as us being home as a family part of the thing that's spilling over is you're watching the kids and you're watching them grow and you are beginning to notice so in some in some instances you like you notice that okay so this child has this issue but now because you are locked up all of a sudden you're interacting with that issue with greater intensity sure. and greater frequency. Yeah. And so now that's the thing that forces all of us to shift and to have to, you know, adjust and to have to figure out how we grow, you know, and how we help the child get better and how we ourselves grow. Uh, because it's never like an issue of just that the one person is the only one who needs to shift you Know to extend that what somebody else does grades on you often is also an indication that perhaps there is also some element of shifting and growing that needs to happen inside of myself, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, so it was a very much um internally reflective, yes, yeah,
0: yes. And that is actually a great intro to us walking through the specific um lessons or, or, or uh, you know, values that we walked through this year and, and, and were able to gather. Um, because for us and, and our family, it has everything kind of uh, rest on, on that platform of all of us. right mm-hmm. And it's like not just what one individual is walking through, but how that journey, their journey is affecting my own internal journey. Mm-hmm in my response and i think that's one of the things to cue like moving forward what we're going to be talking about and mm-hmm. and how we would highlight it, is that it's all it's going to touch mm-hmm. all both of those you know dimensions mm-hmm.
1: yeah. so what about you what if you were to not just summarize, I guess, 2020 in a sentence, but what would you say are like, uh, have, has, has been or have been some of the most, um, impactful moments, things that happened, you know, inside of yourself mm-hmm. inside of this year?
0: Yeah. You know, I think, I think there's, um, one word that definitely summarizes here for me was is freedom, mm-hmm. which is an amazing word given that the entire world at some point was locked down. Yeah, you know. And, but I'm I find that freedom mm-hmm. was a critical internal journey that I walked through this year, mm-hmm. um, discovering it, yeah. um, uh, accepting it you know, uh, receiving it as, and there's specific events and things that we walk through that took me through each phase of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I think, I think that word kind of is, is one of the common threads, um, uh, through, through just about everything, Mm -hmm. uh, that we walk through. And so just to highlight, you know, like how that, that makes sense for me. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, on one end, we had the beginning of the year, which, which started off with, a lot of uh, of dreams of effort. I really started this year with a vision of what I wanted to see touched down into the 2020. Mm. None of it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I'll say that <laughs> what was amazing is is that ability. And I brought you into it, and we together, you know, came up with hey, this is a structure of what we're going to be doing with the business, um, with the podcast, with family. Uh, so so it started off there. Then school hit. Mm -hmm. you know and and uh, well COVID hit Mm -hmm. uh and in March we had to unplug everything Mm -hmm. uh and so was hyper restraint in terms of you know now I really had to put the business kind of on the side while I took care of the kids for their school day and got Mm -hmm. them through you know their online school their distance learning um but one of the things that became so freeing is we made a decision early on that what we're going to pay attention to wasn't um the grades that they're receiving at last mm-hmm. semester like we we decided we're going to let that go yeah um and we're going to hold the need of our children yeah. uh and start to design from there and allow them to get you know you know worse worse grades in some other areas um and that was okay and that was freedom
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh and then we moved into you know the the second half of this year where you stepped away from work mm-hmm. full time yeah and then you know stepped into you know homeschool um and to drive the ship uh for this next year for the kids especially with all the things that we realized about what they needed Mm -hmm. um and what that also did was free me up to do to to focus on the business but also to start a new you know uh project Mm -hmm. with a new employment and all of that again And through to the end of the year um the ability to dream the ability to not feel tied down Mm -hmm. you know um uh the the ability to not have to worry Mm -hmm. um about insurance you know or taxes at the end of the year because you know those things were covered uh so so for me it was this this really common thing i kept revisiting at each stage of it which was like hey you know what i am i am free like this i am not uh um yeah i just i see my potential and i can actually move inside of that mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah
1: yeah well why did you say not worry about taxes and insurance? oh yeah I'm yeah i'm just yeah, trying no. to bring a bit of context because otherwise it just sure it sure like, it's <laughs> right uh now.
0: that's that's connected to the fact that you and i have always had the dream of you being able to come home um, and us us having you know the kind of just lifestyle where kids are homeschooled uh, we're learning together um, mm-hmm. and we're all doing it together the, the limitation we've always had was um, we just couldn't afford for you to mm-hmm. not work uh, yeah. and, and that was just not possible mm-hmm. um, so so what that also meant wasn't just financially but with with health insurance mm-hmm. uh, it also meant um, because
1: and to give context is that because health insurance is so expensive in the US yes very you know, expensive extremely yeah extremely expensive right right that to have to pay out of pocket. Mm-hmm. is, like, ridiculous. Yeah. You know, where it's, it's just better when especially you have an for employer. Especially for a family. Yeah, yeah especially for a family. It just... Mm. Yeah, so that's what you mean. That, yes. You know, that was like one of the big considerations with me leaving work and somebody... Because you're obviously self-employed mm-hmm. and taking out insurance as a self-employed person is so expensive that it was always better to have it via someone. Mm-hmm. So that would have been, like, one of the constraints because right. you're self-employed and I was the one right. who was employed by an organization Mm -hmm. and yeah and and the other
0: positive is that a portion of our taxes was being paid through your employment yes um which which you know lessened the burden on the business as a family Mm -hmm. um uh so so the miracle of the the phase of time that you stepped out and me stepping into another a job that that covered the insurance and covered the taxes for us was kind of a miracle Mm -hmm. um and it just took away a layer i mean it's it's privilege that we had to be able to have that Mm -hmm. um but yeah that that gave us freedom to breathe
1: yeah and for me the the phrase that comes into my mind you know when i think of 2020 is that you just never know what god has around the corner for you right right Mm -hmm. Uh, in, in both ways, right? You just never know. And I think the thing that's comforting is that, you know, as the Bible says, that for all all things work out for our good, right? Um, so the one, there could always be a sense of fear for when around the corner you turn and there's negative circumstances. Mm. Um, but I think, so for me, I say that, to say that even with the negative circumstances, the thing that is, in, that, 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 you know, it gives a sense of comfort is that if God is there, you know, whether the thing that envelopes you is negativity or positivity, you know, his grace is sufficient. And it really does cushion because 2020 is both. Right. Um, Of course, there's a lot of families and a lot of suffering that has resulted from COVID. And there's been a lot of inconveniences, um, you know, at a macro level and also at individual levels, Mm Um, you know, and that's the other thing that I try to keep in my heart and mind is the fact that, you know, it's like, you know, I could look at my, sec- my circumstance and be grateful that, okay. So in the midst of it, there's a lot of positive things that came, but I also carry the sense that, so imagine those kids that were dependent on school meals, um, or, you know, f- those kids for whom being at school was break from abuse. True. Right. So there's just the sense that, okay, so with the, you know, there's always like this duality. Yes, of course. So that, yes, for sure, it's not to say, you know, I shouldn't accept my blessings, you know, because for sure I should be grateful, but it's also a sense of, but there are other people who are suffering, and I need to just sort of like carry that in my heart and, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you know, whatever else. Uh, But, yeah, so I think the thing for me is I just never know what is around the corner. And I realized for us that if the situation hadn't turned like it did, so you know there's both positives and negatives, but I think the positive is realizing that if the the situations that arrived in the earth hadn't arrived, I don't imagine that we would have changed our lives the way we did. Right. We had wanted it, but I as I'm 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 always my feelings that it would, probably, it would have probably taken longer mm-hmm. to get there, but because we found ourselves in this very intense situation, it almost Became the blessing that drove us to a place of, of having to like really, you know, kind of like talk to God and step out in faith. Right. And it was amazing and truly a miracle that once we did step out in faith, we realized that wait, He was waiting on the other side this whole time.
0: Right. Mm -hmm.
1: You know, with resources, you know, Mm -hmm. to help us transition to the next phase. Yeah. So that's that's the thing that just blew my mind that that day when i was like oh wait we can homeschool and mm. then a week later you got a job and just sort of seeing the divine provision there just really just like smacked my head with a sense that man sometimes it's not even that god is slow sometimes that i my faith is lacking yeah but the minute that i sort of like come into a place of recognition that oh wait okay So this is the way I need to go. And then I find him on the other side. It's just a reminder that, you know, it's so important. And I think faith has been one of the things that has definitely been sorting in my heart for this year. Okay. That sense of faith. And sometimes we think faith and we think of this very, this thing that needs to just be so big and so perfect that you almost feel like, oh, gosh, what's the point of even starting? But, you know, so part of the discovery is that, no, that's not It's not always like that. It's not always big. It's not always all encompassing. You know, sometimes it's recognizing that there's still a sense of doubt, but still saying, you know what? I'm not sure if this is all going to work, but you know, I, he's my, he's my only resort. So I'm just going to go ahead and like touch the hem of his garment.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: You know, um, you know, like whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. So I think for me, that's just like being the, it's, it's like, I'm living here, but I'm like, wow, God, how did I even get here? Yeah, And you recognize the grace that, Mm -hmm. you know, caused all kinds of shifts to happen. Um, You know, yeah, it's like, yeah, like, you know how sometimes as a parent you could, I'm I'm imagining the boys sometimes where they look at something like, oh, I don't think I like that. And Mm -hmm. you kind of like force them to eat it. It's like, no, I want you to have that. And then they take a bite and you're like, oh, well, that is good. So in a sense, I feel that. That, you know, sometimes there's like such a reluctance to step Truth. into something Truth. and then God creates circumstances around you that's sort of like, are like you know, yeah. shoo, shoo, shooing you to, yeah. you know, go ahead. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, well, okay, fine. I'll go ahead. And then you step over and you're like, oh, wait, what? So yeah. this is what's been waiting the whole time. Sure. Sure. You know, so I have that sense about mm. it as well.
0: You know, and I, I want to highlight that because um, it's, it's, it's what you're describing is faith for a journey, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily outcome. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's yes. sometimes we all, especially this year, right? This year is a good example of of us hoping for something, mm-hmm. you know, and, and for it to end a certain way, and for the pain and suffering that we're walking through to, to deserve um, the opposite on the other side of it. And the and the issue here um, that we all have walked through, uh, and and we're all still walking through, is how do you How do you have faith even though there isn't a result and that Mm -hmm. essentially is faith. I mean, Mm -hmm. like the evidence of things Mm -hmm. hoped for, Um, and and it's, it's, it highlights a journey. It doesn't Mm -hmm. highlight the destination. It doesn't highlight the end. It highlights, Hey, this is actually the outworking of faith Mm -hmm. to go on this journey and to be validated by it, not Mm -hmm. have solutions yet, not be out of the woods. Um, things progressively getting worse, Mm -hmm. you know, not resolving, but still, for the sake of the journey saying hey you know what this is contributing something towards me Mm -hmm. and this means something and i would never have the opportunity to walk through this and to see myself more clearly see god right Mm -hmm. understand how i am navigating this without being broken i mean things like that um is is essentially what we're talking about a faith Mm -hmm. um uh that that that's validated and strengthened in a journey Mm -hmm. you know uh that's that's crucial Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hearing that. I'm hearing that. So, um, you know, earlier this year, one of the things that you and I talked about, um, I want to ask you, you know, it's a conversation we had, uh, where it's like, what, what do you, um, what do you want by the end of the year? What are you praying to God? Say God by the end of 2020, uh, this is what I want to see, you know, and this is what I, I have faith for um what was that and and how like how how has it um settled up to this point like what's the update with it
1: you know i don't know the specifics of what i said Uh when we said that but i can probably almost like i like uh, but i i I have a good sense of what is possibly on that list Mm -hmm. and one of the things that would have obviously been on the list would have been most certainly something that is like family orientated Right, just the growth, like the maturing of me as a person, like you know, growing in sight and, um, yeah, like in you know, to like growing and getting to like that next level, um, that next version of self that God has in His mind, you know, when He looks at me at Um and I know for sure that it part of that list would involve you know, you and I in our marriage and our partnership growing. Mm -hmm. And then of course the kids, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, parenting, um, you know, and so the thing that I always imagine, and this is also the part that where faith for me has, um, is continuing to help me to go past the fears that creep up when you're a parent, you know, there's the image of, so it is my job as a parent to plant the seeds in the ground so the things, the values that we we build, the culture that we build in the family, you know. So all of those things, let's say, as it relates to the kids, for me, like, feel like seeds that we are dropping in, in, in the ground, you know, in the grounds of their lives. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we water those seeds by, you know, continuously reiterating and going over those things and building a relationship with them. And the thing, though, is that when you plant something, you know, of course— because you know the kids are the soil, and just as much, but we don't really know it, all there is to know about the soil. Because sure. we, you know what I mean, you don't put it there. Like your child comes from, from God, it is given to you, but so you don't know. You are discovering them, but you don't know it all. Yeah. And of course, there is a sense of oh, okay, as I know you, there's certain things that I tweak. Uh uh-huh. You know, about the method, you know, um, you know, and the way I parent you, you know, which I guess is a sense of like watering uh-huh. that. OK, I realize that with this child, OK, I need to talk to them this way with this one. You know, they listen better if, you know, I, I, I do it this other way. Uh-huh. But in in any case, point, though, is that, you know, we do all of that, but it is God who makes the seed grow. Right. So that's been like part of that faith to say, you know, there's no point like worrying about all of these things about 30 years down the line and about just all of these things that is that the, the, I guess the thing is, um, is say, no, just so I just should just focus on doing my part. Mm-hmm. And then I should just let God do his part. Yeah. Which is to make the seeds grow. Yeah. You know, because this a whole thing that you can have two kids in the same house where they are given the same thing and one child turns out this way and then the other one turns out the other way. Where if you look at it, you'll see that, oh shame, but the parents really truly did try everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, I think it's just like that reminder that but you can't control a person, like you don't own a person. You never right. made them, you don't own them. But the one who crosses off is the one who knows precisely how to turn a heart this way and that way. So he's the one who can truly cause even these efforts that you put in to like try to nurture the person. He's the one who can cause them to be productive. Mm-hmm. So there's just in a sense of, well, let me not worry about that. But I have a faith that he will turn yeah. these efforts and the seeds and they will become productive. Yeah, And that's been like encouraging, you know, to see the boys and to spend so much time with them and to see their quirks and all their uh, great and nasty habits. hmm. Yeah. Um, but also see that, okay, well, it would be nice to wave a wand and to have all of these nasty habits cleaned up, you know? But even in the midst of that, you are seeing areas of sprouting and growing, Yeah. resulting from this focused attention around their lives and, you know, around just becoming strategic uh-huh. and becoming attentive and that being the part that is a gift, yeah, you know for us, from this very tough year in many ways, uh-huh. you know
0: mhm-, uh-huh. that's excellent, that's excellent, yeah, i think I think for me as well, it was along the same lines in terms of family and our marriage, i you know, I think one of the things that I wanted was um to see our boys you know worship and pray, oh yeah, participating, yeah obviously, a lot of those prayers were answered, yeah in terms of outcomes, and, and I think, you know, deep down in my heart when it came to that, the parenting and, and watching like what was happening, this is one of the big lessons I learned this year, is that previously, in previous years, we were parents, mm-hmm. you know, and we parented our kids. But this year we had to live in our parenting. Mm-hmm. It was active, I mean, yeah. it was it, invasive. I, mm-hmm. The parenting was it was, was in life. And one of the dynamics that was incredibly important to get a handle of is how to how to steward like your individualism with your parenting because they're nonstop, you yeah. know, uh, they are constantly needy in need of parenting, especially at the ages of, that we have. I find that that was a, a a very important lesson to learn. Not sure if I would have gotten an opportunity to learn this lesson. If it wasn't for this uh at this point where we're actually living with the kids and parenting them and learning our quirks as parents where Mm -hmm. we're missing it where i need to sharpen up as a father be that that all, all of it, nurturing, structure, um, uh, the present, you know, consistent, all of that, reinforced it, really helped me pick that up and understand what it means to live in my parenting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we continue that journey. I think that that was a very important thing to learn. I think it has a lot of value uh, for the future.
1: Mm-hmm. What did I. Like- some of the are there any additional things that you are taking with you going into twenty twenty one and beyond that you know were sort of like hard lessons you know from twenty twenty
0: yeah yeah i think <clears throat> I think this this was a year where um i I had a very controlled environment to rehearse my issue of having no fear of, of others, you know? Um, uh, and obviously I was, it was controlled in that I was home. Um, most conversations, most meetings happen over zoom online. Um, uh, and, and there was just a lot of internal quiet space to look at this issue, you know, and to, and to work it out. I think this next year, I'm going to be, uh, even more deliberate in just being who I am. Mm-hmm. Without the need to prove anything to anybody, yeah. uh, and I think that that comes through, not just in my public persona and and conversations, but it comes through in my creativity. Mm-hmm. You know, just to unashamedly create, mm-hmm. you know, and to to build and and produce. And I think that, um, yeah, that that momentum, that movement. Uh, Carries not just a lot for everyone else, but it carries a lot for me mm-hmm. uh, to have even more joy and freedom and some of the things I'm trying to trying to do says yeah. next year. Love that question. Hmm. Uh, what? Yeah. What? Uh, yeah, for you. Yeah, for me, like?
1: it's uh, again back to the topic of faith and this sense that I really don't have to know what is around the corner. I really don't have to know all of the details. You know even of 2021 the thing that gives me really the sense of strength like as i look back it's just really the fact that literally god is in control you know the sense that he really is in control that you know at any given moment my focus should be okay so what was like the last thing that i received in my heart to do and let me just focus in on that because sometimes you can get lost in trying to make sense of all the pieces of your life, but it's so hard. And the story that always, always comes to my mind is this story, the story of Joseph. That So here was a young man who was sold off as a slave to Egypt and who, you know, lived in Potiphar's house. You end up in prison. Nothing about his life would have made sense to him. And fine, you know, he had a dream once, but I'm like, I don't think he even meant, knew what that dream meant. You know, oh, I saw you guys bowing down to me blah 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 or if he thought he knew what it meant i don't think he expected that he was going to find himself in prison so there's a sense that there's different components of our lives and that if you were to just look at those segments in and of themselves you'd really it'd be so easy to like lose the the, the full picture so you know i always imagine that what was joseph thinking about when he found himself you know he would have been in potiphar's house he was successful potiphar liked him uh, and maybe he may have thought, oh, well, you know, maybe my life is not that bad. So then what happens when COVID happens and then it throws you in the dungeon and you're sitting there and you are like picking at your wounds and you're like, wow, what just happened? What just hit me? If somebody came to you and said, um, the next time you come out of here, you're going to become the prime minister of Egypt. you uh, Would you even believe it? No, probably, probably not. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but but I think for me, it's like, it just makes a point that you don't know. Like there, there's so much that we don't know. So, and I like uh, Joseph's posture that while he was in prison, wherever he was, he was always fully given to doing the thing that was before him, uh-huh. you know, because it says that when he was in Potiphar's house, he, you know, he like that that it's, it's, it's the prosperity came to to the house because of just how he was handling himself and just really doing the best uh, job for for the guy. And even when he was in prison, he was just like such an excellent prisoner that they ended up putting him in charge uh-huh. of you know the prison essentially. You right. know, so it's that sense that okay, well, things don't always make sense. But now for me, it's like even now when I'm home with the kids to really just continue to struggle through, you know, like the daily challenges, but to never sort of like give off and remove the pressure and the need to not to try to be perfect, but to be um, to be obedient and to figure out how I need to grow inside of that space. Mm -hmm. You know, so one of the silly things for me is that one of the things that, so, you know, we bought a keyboard and it's been here for like, when did we buy it, bought it this year, right?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So when we bought it, of course, it was like for the boys. uh, But I didn't know how to play, you know, the piano, nothing. Um, But, you know, I still, we still wanted for the boys to have a chance to like learn to play music if they so wish to. So the keyboard was there and I'm like the kind of person that once I make up my mind that I'm going to do something, I'll do it. But I just had no desire necessarily, you know, to like go ahead and learn, you Mm -hmm. know, but somewhere there. But the thing that was always at the back of my mind is that as a parent, I always feel that it's just so easier to parent when you can parent from a place of conviction, Versus from a place of, oh, you guys do that, but you yourself don't do it. Mm-hmm. But in any case, I mean, for me, the keyboard was just like not necessarily one of the things that I necessarily felt deeply to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I still did have that feeling that it would probably be nice if I also learned it, you know, alongside them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, but I mean, it just wasn't there. But somehow something just switched on inside of my heart. And I was like, okay, I'm going to learn the piano. And the funny thing is that right now, you and I are the two people that play it more than the kids. Yeah, true. But the thing that I feel like in their psyche, it is still building this experience for them mm-hmm. because they are watching us learn and play uh, and do this thing. So even with like something like the piano, because one, I've seen myself when I didn't, I had zero desire, and then I realized that something switched on and I have a desire So the thing that I am cautious to do is to not downplay the fact that, well, now I have been in a period where I have a desire and it doesn't matter. So for me, part of like being deliberate is that, well, you didn't have it and you have it. So it's like, don't take for granted that you have it. Now that you have it, utilize it. Right. Now that you have it, go ahead and practice. Because in fact, it's actually not that hard for you to practice because now you actually have the desire. So there's a sense that, you know it's like when you are transitioned into a space, you know it's so important that I engage that space with faith and like fully give myself to to that, right, because the seasons will change, and it's like when the seasons change, it's like I want to check back and make sure that, you know, God, I milked that season for what it was worth, yeah, it's good, you know, yeah. uh, so for me, that's like the thing that I carry. It's like it walk forward always with faith. Yeah. Uh, and when things come, they may not always make sense. They may not always look significant, but it's like be cautious to not downplay them. Right. But to really embrace them again with a response of faith that says, oh yeah, it looks small. Oh, it just looks like a prison. Ugh, Dungeon. But you know what? While I'm here, I'm gonna make sure that I do what I I have to do. Yeah. Because you never know what God is actually really building in the background. Sure. You know, so that's like one thing that's really just helped to that's become clearer for me in my heart. Mm -hmm. Being instead of 2020 and having watched some of the things that I've seen God do and bring us into, um, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. It's
0: excellent. It's excellent. thank you so much for joining us in this conversation we look forward uh to to putting this on as well as just continuing talking through this uh with you all so feel free to go over to defyingself.com and leave your comments and thoughts uh and we look forward to hearing from you take care guys